my neck all the way to the right. There we go, ball boys. My usual crew of supporters is here. Jonna, Joan, Maggie, Holly, all the gangstas. Um, I turned on subscriber only mode so only people who subscribe to my YouTube channel can comment in the live feed because uh, that clears out the riffraff. Uh, and there's a lot of riffraff. All you have to do is look at Twitter and you'll see the projection of human delusion kind of made manifest <laughs> in, a, in a concrete chat, a microblog. Remember when they used to call it microblogging? So funny, man. Um, let's see, Hold Up says, oh, dude, I love it. Hold up, hey, to the ladies who be acting real. Yeah, okay, all right, I'll, enough, Nate Dog. Uh, Hold Up says, can you talk a bit about integration into daily life after awakening? Thank you. I love that you put awakening in quotes because it is not, Awakening is what the dream character, which is us, what we think we are, this human walking through space and time and birth and death and jobs and Twitter and no Twitter and all that. Awakening is what that dream character calls something that's not describable, that cannot be spoken in words because words are by nature dualistic, meaning there's a subject and an object, that's how language is set up. It's set up really to mimic human thought. And human thought is often discursive, meaning it refers back to a thinker, to a self, to a separate individual moving through time and space. And it turns out none of that is true. And that can just be, there's no one to realize it. That's the crazy thing. It becomes hard to talk about. So we're just gonna use the standard words to talk about it. So integrating awakening, awakening is how the mind describes the falling away. It's not a gaining something. The falling away of the illusory sense that we are this and what it falls away into cannot be described, but it's in words, the easiest way to point at it is saying just this, all that is, exactly what's happening, the radiant nature of this presence, emptiness showing up as form, unconditional love. The, the, all the words mean absolutely nothing, but they're kind of shooting like darts in the direction of this non-experience. And when I say non-experience, it's, it's really borrowing from people like Jim Newmans who, who say, there's no one to have an experience. You think you're having an experience because there's this illusion that there's a separate one experiencing through consciousness objects in the world. It's simply not true. So when we talk about awakening, we say, okay, that illusion drops either temporarily, completely, transiently. It's different in all of the manifestation, but in reality, nothing's different because nothing's happening. It's always and already just exactly this. There just appears to be this illusion, which is also just this, of a self navigating space and time. So how does that non-existent self reintegrate into a non-existent life in a non-existent world that's not separate from all that is? That's the question that's being asked. And you can see why it's in the absolute sense impossible to answer it in any rational, in any meaningful way except to say, I guess you could say practically, you can have that realization can occur 
and you can and then and the world is navigated the apparent world is apparently navigated by no one but it shows up to others as exactly nothing has changed anger arises fear arises these things still arise they're they appear as part of everything that's happening and then they're gone but there's the difference is there's no illusion that there's someone owning those experiences or that those experiences are happening too. They are just exactly as they are. And to even call them experiences is too much because who is experiencing them? You look for that experiencer in your experience. You're, see how it's impossible to talk? You just get tripped up on the words, but it doesn't matter. You, we got to talk. So if you look in your experience, you can search and search and search and search for the one who's looking. And, and start with that. And then ultimately it may be seen that, mm, oh, well, that, I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm not this. All you can say is I'm not this, 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 I'm not this. Well, what are you? That's unspeakable. It can only be known and even known who's knowing it, but it's right here. It's always and already here. All of reality is simply this. It's always and already this. It can't be anything else. It's never been anything else. There's no future. There's no past. There has always only been this perfect, empty radiance showing up as this Zubin waving his hands at a apparent lens at an apparent distance to apparent individuals that are apparently scratching their head going, what the fuck is this bald man saying? <laughs> so integrating into regular life, is simply life happening with no resistance, no ownership, and no self, no self, no problem. But life still happens. Perfectly, it appears. And as from that, it appears as unconditional perfection and love, even the shittiest aspects. A piece of steaming dog shit on the sidewalk is the radiance of perfection of now. It is. But that doesn't mean that the conditioning of this happening is going to lead to you picking up that piece of poo and like giving it a kiss. That's, I mean, maybe that'll happen. Maybe you're one of those people that likes to kiss dog poo. I mean, hey, different strokes. But it's likely that it's not. So life just continues. It just continues without a liver of it which means it continues without ownership of problems. And it's actually seen by no one <laughs> to be perfect. How could it be otherwise? It's exactly as it is. It's just this isness of this. It's just can't talk about it. Does exist, can't be expressed as David Kars said brilliantly in his book, Perfect Brilliant Stillness, which I recommend if you want to lose your mind and lose yourself and die before you die. Where are we at? Maria Castro, any advice on how to, oh, by the way, Erica Black, congrats on 40 months as a supporter tribe member. Um, Maria Castro says, any advice on how to talk to friends who are into spirituality? I always find myself butchering advice or explaining what I believe. Uh, uh, uh. So it's only been recent for me that it's become apparent. And again, Take all the words I say with a grain of salt because they're words and they're pointing at something that can't be expressed, but we're gonna point in the general direction and hopefully you'll use your 
<laughs> you'll drop into the intuition of what I'm saying. Spirituality on most levels as it's known, self-improvement, self-realization, uh, the striving, meditating, going to retreats, reading spiritual books, trying to be happier, trying to reduce negative emotions, trying to, you know, this kind of thing. It's all wonderful and great. It's all part of the complete illusion of the dream. It's the dream character trying to make the dream character feel better, more connected, have more meaning. And I'm gonna tell you, cutting to the punchline, there's no meaning apart from this is. And it's known and felt to be absolutely perfect and a perfect expression of not to, just this. So all of spirituality in a way, it's more belief, it's more thought stuff, it's more, and I'm being a little aggressive here, but am I? The seeking of like trying to wake up and all of this, it all happens, it, it happens, it's a perfect expression of this. But if you think it's causative of anything, if you think it's actually getting you somewhere, you are delusional, like everyone, like all of us. You're living the human delusion that there's a doer who can get to somewhere better than they are. There's no better, there's no somewhere, there's no doer. There's just this radiant, beautiful perfection and no one here. And if that doesn't make sense, good, because it won't make sense to the mind. It can't make sense to the dream character that thinks it's separate and it's an entity that does stuff. It can't. But when that evaporates, you can see back and go, oh, this meditation happened, this spiritual path happened, this belief happened, this teacher was listened to, this book was read, this was a, this mystical experience happened, this sense of kind of awakening happened, and this experience happened, experience, 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 the dream characters having experiences. That's all wonderful, it's all perfect. That's not this though. Here, there was never anything to do. There was never any separate self. Everything is seen exactly as it is, and there's nobody seeing it. And that cannot make sense to the mind. However, there is a, <laughs> because it is already and always the condition that all of us are in there may be a feeling into what the words are pointing at. And by some grace, something clicks that is not in space and time. And so it feels instantaneous from the standpoint of the mind. But the mind is seen as the mind. The body is seen as just that, not you. And then it's everything, everywhere, all at once, because there's only this. So how do you talk about how do you talk to people however you want however you express like I will express the general joy and optimism of my generalized improved apparent uh, ability to not be a complete ass dickhole to people that doesn't mean anger doesn't arise that doesn't mean volatility doesn't arise it doesn't mean I can't rant and rave and feel strongly about things but it generally means that I deeply there's a deep knowing that none of this matters at all 
You could say in the dream it matters. Well, you don't want the dream to be a nightmare. Fine, then polish it up. Do the self-help, work on your trauma. I'll tell you though, from here, what it feels like is you just gotta allow everything that is to be, including the experience of remembering trauma or remembering or having emotions arise or or whatever it is and not resisting them as a separate self. The separate self who can own shame, when that separate self dies as an illusion, what is shame anymore? Who is there to be ashamed? Who is there to feel broken? Who is there to feel unworthy? They don't exist. They were seen to never exist. So what is shame? Ah, feeling of sensations and energy in the body. And what is the body? It's just this. And actually dropping from the attention being in thought and believing thought as a separate self, believing these are my thoughts, dropping into just the body sense is a nice start. If there is any process here, which there probably isn't. So it's like that. Um, John says, it sounds like I didn't do enough drugs. Dude, I don't know. Sadly, I'm stone cold sober, but uh, sometimes drugs can give you a peek of what this is, but it's very rare that it leads to, you know, like a permanent shift in the dissolution of self. Because that's what I'm pointing at. Everything else is rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. No self, no problem simply means there never was a problem, there never was a self, and it's just simply, that's now seen by no one. So see, it becomes hard to talk about. <laughs> it's so, I'll say this, like it's so perfect, and not in the way that you think of perfect versus its opposite, imperfect or damaged. It's perfect in that it's perfect without an opposite. How could it be but? Um, Elizabeth says, I was just getting ready to ask, what is the process? Okay, so this is where it becomes so paradoxical because seen in retrospect, most people who've had a deep shift or, no, or self drops away will point back and go, look at all this that happened. But they'll also point back and go, none of that did anything. That was not causative. And my deep intuition, and take this for what it's worth, because who fucking knows? Do you think I know anything? This is an unknowing process. It's, it's where the, 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 any knowledge that you have is useless because it comes from the mind as the dream, as the illusion, as the separate self. You can still have thoughts, the thoughts still show up, but they're not knowledge. The, there is no knowledge, there's just this radiance happening now. That doesn't mean that you become an imbecile and you can't like park your car or remember where your house is because that all arises, the, that appearance arises. House is here, conditioning takes me here, apparently. But really what's happening is nothing. It's just emptiness vibrating <laughs> with appearance. And when that's seen, you go back and go, there was no process. However, almost inevitably, the people who talk about this have had this process from the standpoint of the mind. They went on, medit they meditated, they read books, they had a trauma, they did an ayahuasca, whatever the hell, something apparently happened. And my intuition is that there's an energetic unfolding that just, is happening only now from nothing, from the infinite nowness that we are. And people 
people, apparent body minds that wake up have a pattern of appearance that shows up as, oh, it turns out they meditated a bunch of hours or they went to India or they found a guru or they read a book or they did ayahuasca or they watched a bunch of YouTube videos on non-duality or they watched this bald fucking ex-Stanford doc, you know, intellectually masturbating about this shit which can't be spoken about like he knows shit. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know anything and neither do you, neither does any human. So, <laughs> It shows up as a process. So I could tell you, well, my process was, you want me to tell you my apparent process? It was this, 2012, I have this big shift moving to Las Vegas. My whole world was upturned. My ego was directly attacked with a lot of weed involved by a person who may or may not have known what they were doing. And that led to a relaxation and a realization that was beyond the mind, that everything is perfect as it is and that the self I thought I was is not me. And there's no other way to say it. That's, that was the shift, the realization I had in 2012. I didn't know what it was. All I knew is instantly my life was totally different. Suddenly everything I thought was important, like the acquisition of success, all this other stuff was seen clearly to just be a story. Now. That honeymoon period around that realization lasted maybe a few weeks, but it never left. The knowing of it never left. And what it did was it then seemingly led me to start listening to audiobooks like The Power of Now, which I was like, wait, what is this present moment? Oh my God, of course it's all there is. Wait, what? This is so intuitively makes sense, but intellectually makes no sense. So this starts happening and then Suddenly people show up that I'm recognizing are actually somehow pointing, teaching me in a way, but I don't ask for it and it's uncaused. And then, you know, I build this clinic and I do all this other stuff and I'm surrounded by people that think a little bit differently. And there's this sense of seeking connection and meaning and wondering why I would do that. And then continuing to read, listening to Sam Harris, waking up, listening to his podcast, trusting Sam because he was a skeptic and a rationalist and, and is. And so my mind was a little disarmed going, well, if Sam Harris can talk about waking up and realizing the non, no self center everywhere nature of consciousness, well, maybe there's something there. And then diving down the scientific rabbit hole because this body mind is conditioned to love the fucking science. I love it. The, the scientific method, right? By the way, Spiritual gangster. I'm just going to say. So, love this thing so much. Thank you so much, Aaliyah. Hey, sorry to interrupt this episode. It's Dr. Z. Just a quick pitch here. If you can just leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, it helps us a lot. I also want to hear what you think about this episode when you're done listening. Hello at zdogmd.com. It's the best way for me to hear your voice because the emails come right to me. And we don't have a comment section on most podcast platforms. Maybe Spotify has one, but nobody else does. So it really gets your voice involved on episodes, especially that don't have a video. And the third thing is if you wanna be a part of this community and support the show, join our supporter tribe, zdogmd.com forward slash supporters. You can join on YouTube, Locals, Facebook, Instagram. You get live videos with me where we're talking about these things in depth, uncensored, and your comments are fully incorporated as in real time. 
And then we do these Zoom meetings where it's really like a beautiful community where we share our experiences on the awakening journey list journey. How are we gonna transform ourselves so we can transform healthcare and education and government? Because those systems are epiphenomena of us. Until we wake up, those systems will stay asleep. They'll, they're just an expression of our own delusion. So being a part of that, it supports this message so others can hear it. And it also allows for our own collective growth. So we need each other in that way. It's really, really, really tightly interwoven and interdependent. That's it. Back to your regular schedule, regularly scheduled show. Interview, find out, like, watch Donald Hoffman's TED Talk on the nature of perception and the fact that everything is a graphical user interface. Species-specific graphical user interface or GUI through which we see reality. And what is reality? Well, it's not material stuff. In his estimation, it's all awakeness. It's all consciousness. Well, okay, that drove me down the rabbit hole. I interviewed Don, he becomes a friend. I realize, oh, there's something intuitively right here, but it still feels incomplete. And it is because now you're making consciousness a thing and there's still a you. So at this point, I go into full seeking mode. I start to meditate. I read The Mind Illuminated by Chuladasa, uh, AKA Yates, a very scientific rationalist sort of Theravada Buddhist approach to Vipassana meditation, insight meditation. And I spend an hour a day meditating with the timer. And I find that I'm getting more and more volatile and I'm getting more and more um, reactive. And I'm like, I thought meditation was supposed to fucking make me better. And only in retrospect was it realized that by dropping the defenses and the repression, by jumping into thought all the time, by dropping that emotion, repressed material is gonna emerge and it's gonna show up in this very volatile way if you're not knowing what's happening. And instead of allowing it, I tended to resist it. So that was part of the journey then, the journey. Then, ah, I discover, you know, Angelo DeLulo, Dr. DeLulo, Simply Always Awake on YouTube. And he's pointing directly at no self, directly at reality and has ways to actually experience the I am sense unbound consciousness, he calls it, pointing to it, the space between thoughts. Before a thought arises, what are you? Stay in that silence. Then a thought arises. Notice, that's a thought. Could be an image, could be a concept, could be a piece of language. Those are the tricky ones because you start believing that thought and it leads to another thought and another thought. And next thing you know, you're lost in the thought train. So notice it by practice, come back. What's here between thoughts? When's the next thought coming? Get really interested in thought, recognizing thought for thought. What's in between? Just stay there. So Angelo, then a retreat with Angelo, my first meditation retreat with our supporter group, about 30 people in Monterey. And I have this massive heart opening experience where I'm feeling all the suffering of humanity and it feels like my chest explodes and energy comes straight out of it. That's another experience, mystical experience, Kundalini energy, who cares? It's fucking who cares? It's the dream character having another dream experience, wonderful. But at the time it felt like everything, it felt like awakening. This must be what it is. Okay, 
Well, it did change, something changed, something shifted energetically because I found myself crying for no reason at the drop of a hat and feeling emotions that I didn't know I was capable even of feeling and feeling connected to people in a way that I'd never felt. And it was just felt like pure love. Well, retreat number one, then back into the mix of, oh God, back into work and then fucking COVID and vaxxers and anti-vaxxers and bullshit and more bullshit and mind stuff and story and illusion and great. But this illusion has apparent consequences because people live and die. There are no people, there is no life and death. However, because we're in the dream, you live it seriously. And there's still a self living it. So I get sucked into that fucking vortex, which was great because it actually brought people into this sphere that we're also seeking, that we're also trying to find truth. And they couldn't find it on the left and they couldn't find it on the right. So they find it in this vague sense of, what is even truth, there's a little truth everywhere and is anything quite true? There's an intuition that the core of all this is an empty potentiality that can be anything. And so then retreat number two at Angelo's house, just a small one. And at that point I experienced completely unbound consciousness where everything, where I am just that consciousness. And that was just from inquiry during the meditation, who am I, what am I? My question was, what am I? And then look right in your experience. It's not an intellectual question. What am I right now when I don't believe a thought? What am I when I, when I let all thought go, all belief go, all history and past go, what am I? I'm that, that's what it feels like. Consciousness, awareness, unbound, feels expansive, infinite. Feels like this is occurring in that field of spacious awareness. And that was beautiful. Walking through the Denver airport going, there are, there's nothing happening here that isn't inside of what I am. That's how it felt. And that kind of relaxing back into the daily grind. And again, being now unable to f not feel other people's emotions and unable to not get feel anger when it arises, very hard to repress and feeling very unstable and destabilized and dark nighty, where it's like, oh God, now I'm less happy, more volatile, more, feel more constricted, more upset because any sense of constriction feels intolerable. And then you're comparing it to this experience of expansiveness, of unbound awareness. And the truth is that's still an experience. That's still objectifying this thing as, oh, you know, I am consciousness now. There's still, a, there's still an I, there's still a sense of self there. It's just the self is much more expanded. This is just my experience, my experience. So that was that. Then another retreat in November of 2022 in North Carolina with Angelo, 100 people or something. And there I really deeply knew emptiness prior to consciousness. It's unspeakable. You can't talk about it. It's, it's as if 
all of this is a foam vibrating ecstatically out of absolutely nothing, but it's not separate from the nothing. It is the nothing, the no thing. That's what I mean by nothing, not what the mind says. And that became so apparent, but still, still there's a sense of a center, apparently, intermittently, strongly. Then I meet, Angela points me to Suzanne Chang, Suzanne Non-Duality on YouTube, and she comes and visits and my wife, who's never been on a spiritual path, has this massive awakening, which is detailed elsewhere in my videos recently. And I'm there and I have an experience of the self. And again, what is this? How am I even talking about this as an experience? It's not, none of this, this is pointless to even talk about. <laughs> But it was apparent that there was nobody home here. And I say was apparent because that sense of constriction or contraction does appear again, but it can't be believed for very long. It shows up as an appearance, this sense of separation. And, and it, was, it, it, it just became, it became so clear, oh, this is the center of this whole thing is that there's no center. There's only just this. There was never a me, there was never a Zubin to be ashamed of anything, to feel unworthy, to any of that. Those feelings can arise and that's fine. Even the sense of contraction can arise and that's fine. And everything that this conditioned body-mind does is exactly as it's gonna be, that's all fine. And you can actually, that can be seen. And again, this sounds dumb because there's nobody seeing it. It just is, it's, it just is, and it's allowed. There's not the retreat into the apparent mind. I don't know how else to talk. It's impossible to talk about. You can see I'm like struggling. There's, it's almost pointless. But for those people who are with me here, you will experience all the pain, all the hurt, all the story as just that. And it will be uncomfortable from the standpoint of the mind, beyond uncomfortable, like dying again and again and again, every single day, every single day, this energetic sense that something is letting go, something is falling away, something is releasing because it's all energetic. It's all a kind of energy pattern that makes us believe and constrict around our hurt to protect it, our emotions to repress them, our trauma to get away from them. And that always creates an energetic sense of an owner of that. So when those experiences are, when that energy is allowed to express, the owner of those experiences, another energy pattern can relax, can disappear, can be seen that it was never there. Nothing was ever there. It's always this immediate ephemeral impermanence of absolutely nothing showing up as absolutely everything perfectly. And if you think that's nihilism, you haven't experienced, and again, you can't experience it. You haven't gone beyond, mind hasn't relaxed and non-conceptual knowing of this appeared, apparently, although it's happening now, it's all there is. There's nowhere to go. There's no beings to awaken, there never were. 
but a fat lot of good that does you. If you're so mired in identification, mind identification and suffering that you don't even know it's possible that there's another knowing that's not knowing. That's why we talk about it. That's why there's a process that at the end, there's no end. You can look back, there's no back, <laughs> you see, and go, oh, there was no process. It's a paradox, pure and simple. LJ gives, sent me five bucks. This is one of the best beginner explanations of awakening, enlightenment, and living in the now I've ever heard uh, from you across your platforms. That's very sweet of you. I have no idea what's coming out of my mouth. I really don't. Just body mind is flapping its gums. And honestly, it doesn't even matter if it helps you or it doesn't because what's gonna happen is gonna happen. But I will say this, people who email me and so on and say that something that was said or a guest that I had caused a shift in their perception, um, this really feels deeply loving towards that. It really does. So it's deeply, the personality loves it, really does, feels connected, feels, like it has a purpose, even though there is no purpose. Um, Shane says, our physical body may uh, cease, cease to be one with our mind and spirit, but energy continues on. Yeah, Shane, so mind, body, spirit, energy. These are appearances in thought. They're cons concepts, they're bits of language. And ultimately they point to nothing. What is, what you are ultimately, even that's saying a lot, because there's no you. What this is, is infinite and eternal. So not in space and not in time the way we think about it, but when we use our consensus reality and we talk to other apparent beings, we have to objectify and subjectify and it comes out like body, mind, spirit, energy. But in reality, it is always and already the infinite radiance of this eternal this. And it can't be spoken, it can't be described but it is now, it is what you are, <laughs> it's what's apparently seeing through your apparent eyes. And we use words like emptiness, radiance, spirit, shunyata, there's all kinds of spiritual lingo, but none of it can, we say unconditional love beyond human love, what does that even mean? Well. You can only know it, can't really talk about it. And I, I hate that I have to say that because this loves the precision of words pointing at something directly and it just can't happen here. It, it's only like the finger pointing at the moon as they say in Zen. Don't look at the finger, look towards where it's pointing. That's it. Um, C. Chi says, what a waste of breath. You know, I'm gonna agree with you. 
I don't know if you're trolling or not, but it is a total waste of breath. And yet the breath is, it. this wants to say it. It wants to be said. And I, when I say it wants to be said, I'm personifying it, I'm using human language. It has, there's no choice. These words are coming out and you're listening. Why? Nobody, because it's what is. Um, okay, Trey says, can you talk about those sensations behind the face that feel like me? This appears to be the only thing holding me back. What a beautiful question. Um, I have had a strong sense of presence behind the eyes, like that's where the self is. And it's an energetic sense. It's not even so much thought-based, although thoughts can be there like, oh, I am here, a thought. But it's an energetic sense of fullness and centering. And a lot of that comes, I think, from the sense that our visual, there, you know, there are six sense gates, sight, sound, touch, smell, taste, and thought. And our visual sense gate is the most epic in terms of processing. So because visual sense gate seems to have a perspective that sits right here behind the eyes, a lot of, for many people, not all, for many people, sense of self, of center is right behind the eyes and the face. And there's those sensations there that make that real, that reify it because, oh, well, of course, there's a fullness there. That's where I am. We just take that as a given and it's conditioned by society too. So what can you do about that? Well, nothing. You can't do anything. However, there can be a seeing, a kind of a noticing that can occur where that pattern of energy is seen as a pattern of sensation. And a curiosity, a looking can arise where you're looking for, well, where is this so-called self in this sensation bundle, in this cloud? And in fact, does this cloud have any definition? Is it actually circumscribed by what I'm calling my face? And wait, what is? what am I calling my face? I don't see a face. I just see the world. So where's that? And sometimes like something silly, like a Douglas Harding exercise of, of looking for your face, like looking there, looking there. He has these exercises, pointing out exercises. That's an object, that's an object, that's an object. This is an object, this <laughs> is what? Words come to mind, spacious, empty, no face, no head. Hmm. Oh, but I still have these sensations. Okay, so what are those? Look there, am I there? Where am I? What am I? Okay, I'm not that. What am I? Keep looking. And I'll tell you, it's ultimately an energetic process that you don't control. So hold it all lightly. Surrender. Allow surrendering to occur. You don't do this. You can't do this. The mind cries for mercy at the doors of reality. It can't go in. The mind, thought, language cannot enter the gates of heaven. It cannot. You cannot storm the gates of heaven. You go completely humble on your knees, naked, empty, surrendered, dead. That's how 
that's how, and there's no how. Because if there were a how, you'd be doing something. You just stop. Stopping occurs. That's it. Jeff says, how do these thoughts emerge? How, does, how is anything here? The question, how do these thoughts emerge, is a beautiful question from the mind. The mind wants to know why, because it thinks it's separate. And so it's always like, why, 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 what's going on? How can I be safe? How do I get something here? You may not, it's all unconscious, but that's what the mind does. It wants to know why, it wants explanations because in mind world, explanations help you do things apparently. Build a computer, survive, um, stay healthy, all that stuff in mind world. So that's beautiful. It's, that's what the conditioning does. But I, I, I think it can be seen, there's a realization that there is no why. There is no even causality. Everything is just happening. It's just appearing. Thoughts just arise. Now, the knowing, the deep knowing of that, that you're not a thinker, that there's no why, that there's no context or causality for any of this, is the surrender. It is the surrender that allows the knowing. Those two go together. And it's not an intellectual knowing. It's a deep understanding of what of just this, just seeing it for what it is. It's a falling away of illusion in a way. And even this has become very wonky to talk about. It's a very good question. Shane says, always enjoy listening to you. I always ask myself what why and what? Oh God, I gotta get my kids in a few minutes. See, <laughs> the, the consensus reality will, it will happen. Noticing occurs. <laughs> it, thought arises of child angry, you know, outside of school. Um, always enjoy listening to you. I always ask myself why and what I am. What will my contribution be to the world? Thanks for sharing your thoughts as always. Those are wonderful questions. The question of contribution to the world can arise, but it's um, totally irrelevant for realization. Um, when that understanding happens, those questions are seen to be like, wh what? Why would you, how, who's asking that? What's going on? Like it just becomes perplexing. And yet, and yet, and yet, Meaning arises. Meaning is 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 felt. It's hard to talk about. <laughs> it's impossible to talk about. So why am I trying? But I guess because I have to. Uh, Norsvast says it seems meditation and the technique of no self work best when someone when some uh, somewhat one's life is in order. But when it is total chaos, disease, poverty, it is very hard to become equin equanimous. Okay, okay. Let's talk about this. This is important. This comes up a lot. Z-Dog, you busted your ass and you know were a doctor for however many years and go around, you made a bunch of money because everyone seems to think I'm somehow rich because if you Google Z-Dog MD net worth, it says I'm worth $30 million. 
I showed that to my wife. She's like, who the fuck is this mogul? I should have married him. Um, but the, the question then becomes, oh, if you have all this, like you've carved out an ability to have free time to explore these things and so on, what a wonderful luxury. Of course you'd have equanimity because everything's pretty good. Fucking horseshit. That's total horseshit. The people who seem to wake up fastest are the ones who have been through what you would call the worst kind of suffering. They're the ones who have had everything taken away and realized it's from trauma that the energetic pattern explodes because it can't bear holding on to that trauma. It can't bear it so much so it just dissolves. And then what? It's seen clearly. And then the reintegration apparently happens. People in India in the slums of Mumbai are measurably more happy by parameters that we use than Westerners who have material success and more free time. And part of it may be that it's just imbued in a spiritual culture. Part of it is community. Part of it is sense of connection. Um, but they're living hand to mouth. They could die any moment. So I think, um, I think that's just simply, a, it's a projection, honestly, of the mind is saying, well, these people can't have it. These people can't have it. There are no people. There is no having it. It's already here. And if it takes somebody who had some free time by karma and causes and conditions and whatever, the body mind worked hard for no reason uh, to then wake up and say, hey, wake up, then that's how it is. But Nisargadatta was an uneducated dude in Mumbai, Bombay, and he fucking woke the fuck up because he listened to his guru who said, look for yourself, look for the I am, you are the supreme, you're everything. And he believed him, kept looking, woke the fuck up. Not a rich guy with a lot of free time. So it it can happen. CJ Bailey, but but is there joy? Isn't joy and love part of the reason for this? Ooh, what a great question. Okay, just got a few minutes left. Um, sometimes the way that I'm talking and other people you'll see on YouTube who talk about this, it may seem kind of nihilistic, like beyond human conceptions of joy, happiness, all of that, and it is. Those are dualistic. So joy comes with pain. Happiness comes with sorrow. Uh, love comes with hate in the dualistic mind-generated illusion. However, I'll tell you this unequivocally, and I'll just tell a story, because why not? Uh, <clears throat> Sunday, my wife and I, my wife has had this big shift, so she kind of sees things directly. And uh, again, total grace, her whole life has been a path, but it hasn't been a spiritual path in that classic way, just shows. And she has no leisure time. She's working harder than ever. Stress and all the other shit that comes with you know, being a program director at a major institution, academic medical institution. So we were walking the other day on this trail, walking really slowly. And both of us felt like, oh, let's sit down on this rock. Like no reason, just suddenly we're sat on this rock, sitting there looking at the sky. And suddenly it was like, to call it bliss would be assuming it had an opposite. There's no opposite to the sense of absolute expansive infinite love that just arose independently in both of us, looking at everything going, it's perfect. It's 
absolutely perfect. And you can't even talk about it, but it's so real that you can't generate equanimity because it's already there. It's infinite. That's the whole thing. Like it's easy to be equanimous if you have money and all that. This is not that kind of equanimity. This is equanimity beyond. It's the knowing that everything's perfect, even when it's not. And it's so indescribably beautiful. Like the word beautiful is just dumb. So if you if you need a little mind candy, if you need some carrot for your mind to go, is this a path worth doing and da, 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 da. I'll say the mind can't want this, but I'll tell you from here, there is no fucking way I would trade a second of this. <laughs> even with its imperfections, even with all the emotion that still arises and all the falling away that's still happening and all the um, shadow work that's still occurring apparently and feeling like, you know, you're doubled over. You know, I was driving today listening to um, a great interview with Sam Harris and Jim Newman, which I'd never heard. And something Newman said, and suddenly I had to pull over and I just started screaming like at the top of my lungs. And what it felt like is there was not me screaming. It was almost like the pattern of conditioning that thought it existed was screaming. Because to it, it is death. It is annihilation. It's the end of its world, but it's still energetically there. And so I could see this thing happening and I'm like, oh man, there's just screaming occurring here. And I could kind of even see oh, this screaming is the screaming of a dying animal. Like, oh, could you want that? Is that love and bliss? No not from the standpoint of the mind. Is it perfect, beautiful, radiant, empty, still, isness, eternal? I can't tell you that. <laughs> oh. Curtis Piss, this is amazing. I love hearing you uh, and Angelo talk. Angelo is just beyond, 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 beyond. He's emptiness speaking. Meet him in person, hang out with him. It's just watch the way he moves. It's remarkable. His partner Violet is like that. Suzanne is like that. I feel like there's so much energetic meanness still here. Meanness still here. But I feel it like dying bit by bit. It's actually quite painful but also beautiful because I've had great, wonderful beings that point and say, it's okay, this is how it is. This is how it's supposed to be. You can let it be. And without that, I think I would have, I would have resisted. I would have said, this is not right. This is unpleasant. Isn't this all about love and bliss and equanimity? I don't feel any of those things. I feel like this is dying. Yep, great. Angela gets excited. Suzanne gets excited. They say, this is how it is. Let it be. Even when you feel contracted, let it be. That's just how it goes. Beautiful. So, so, so much gratitude that this is how it unfolds. But if it unfolded any other way, it couldn't because this is exactly how it unfolds. Then that would have been perfect too.
Yeah. <sighs> All right. <sighs> okay, well, I better go get my kid. That was the little unconditional love meter going off. I don't know what that was, but it was exactly as it is. And uh, thanks for hanging out. Mm. Really love you guys. Don't know why. All right. Till next time. As uh, Kip from Napoleon Dynamite would say, Napoleon, I think you'll find your soulmate someday too. Anyways, peace out. Hey, it's Dr. Z. Thanks for getting through the whole episode. That's a huge accomplishment. <laughs> and so at this point, I just got to ask you for a few favors because it just helps us so much if you leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe. It, it just really helps the algorithm to get this message out to others. The second thing is email me, hello at zdogmd.com. I get all these emails personally. I can't respond to them all, but I need to hear your voice because especially on podcast, we don't have a comment section. And I want to hear how this episode affected you, what you'd like to hear in the future, what you think we got wrong, what we think we got right, anything, anything, or just say hi. So that's really powerful. And the third thing is financially, it helps us a lot to support the show in any way you can. And if you go to zdogmd.com forward slash supporters, you can join our supporter tribe on your favorite platform, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, wherever. What that will get you on those platforms is live shows with me that are exclusive for supporters and access to our Zoom meetings where we talk about awakening realization and we share with each other our own experience. It's a powerful group effect. It's a community, really. And we support and love each other and share, again, through our own experience, how we're waking up. So, and that that ripples out into systems, into transforming healthcare and education and government. So it st really starts with us. So join us there if you can. Again, zdogmd.com forward slash supporters. And I'm so grateful to have you with us.